There is a growing tension in the skies as Canadian officials say that they are increasingly concerned over a dangerous escalation by Chinese fighter pilots in the skies over the Asia-Pacific region. Now, multiple sources in the Canadian forces and the federal government telling Global News that Chinese jets are repeatedly buzzing a Canadian surveillance plane that is part of a United Nations mission over international waters. And joining us now for more on this is Charles Burton, Senior Fellow at the McDonald laurier Institute in Ottawa. Charles, good afternoon and appreciate your time with us today. Good to speak with you, Jeff. Okay, there are reports that this has been going on, this activity, since Christmas. Chinese jets flying anywhere from 20 to 100 feet away from this Canadian surveillance plane. Just uh, first off, Charles, uh, how dangerous is this activity? I mean, it's scary dangerous. Um, you know, coming so close, uh, there's bound to eventually be a miscalculation made and, and a terrible crash uh, would ensue. This has happened before. Um, a Chinese uh, a fighter jet crashed into a U.S. Uh, spy plane uh, off the coast of China back in 2001 uh, with loss of life of the Chinese pilot and the American crew of 24 having to land on, on Chinese territory. At that time, China um, claimed that the U.S. had crashed into their fighter jet on purpose. So one really wonders with, with this bizarre um, uh, occurrence and reoccurrence of the Chinese jets getting so close to our Canadian Royal Canadian Air Force jets, whether there's some plan in this to to have to foment some sort of incident involving Canada that it would extend to to our allies. This it, it's just so hard to process, and certainly Canada has engaged the Chinese government, informing them of our concerns over this, and we're not getting any response whatsoever. So. It's certainly a, 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 a very um, difficult to comprehend story, and, and uh, you know the, the the worst case scenario really suggests that China is trying to to create some sort of confrontation of a, of an armed nature between mm -hmm. the Western alliance. Well, to that point, and this is such a dangerous activity. The big question, of course, is why is this happening? Do we know definitively what's behind this, Charles? We don't, because the Chinese are not acknowledging that this is going on. I mean, certainly it, it's perfectly normal for uh, Chinese jets to come up to engage with um, um, foreign airplanes that impinge on Chinese territory or, you know, are very close to it. Um, that, that goes on quite regularly, you know, and all nations of the world have this sort of experience. You know, Canada has Russian jets which come into our air defense zone and then we send our our fighters up and that gives the the Russians a notion of how quickly we respond that kind of thing but this is in international airspace and you know the mission that the Canadian surveillance plane is on um, accompanied by a Canadian naval frigate is to monitor the UN sanctions against North Korea because you know North Korea has a has developed an illegal and extremely dangerous nuclear weapon missiles program and we are trying to ensure that North Korean um, boats aren't being um, loaded up with with oil and other things under sanction and sent into North Korea. So I mean, it's a perfectly legitimate mission, and Canada is doing this along with Australia, France, Germany, 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about this because the Chinese, they obviously don't approve of this Canadian surveillance plane, but this is part of a U.N. mission, as you mentioned, over international waters. So uh, we, Canada, we're not breaking any international laws or agreements here. No, I mean, we're doing what we what we should be doing by the U.N. And the fact that China wants to support this awful regime in in North Korea is certainly part of it. But this goes beyond that. I mean, you know, clearly Chinese the Chinese jets are not going to intimidate um, our allies from from continuing this Operation Neon to to prevent uh, North Korea from bucking the sanctions regime, which, of course, most of the bucking is done with the collaboration of North Korea's only ally, China. But, um, you know, one just wonders why they're doing something that's so dangerous that could lead to an international incident. I mean, if if uh, regardless of how the crash works, if Canadian lives are lost or if Chinese lives are lost, that won't be something that will just be uh, dismissed as an unfortunate accident. It's got to lead to some kind of substantive response. And maybe China wants that. Certainly Canada doesn't. Well, are we headed, do you think, towards an international incident with China? Is that what they want here? And does uh, part of this uh, stem back to, uh, you know, several incidences that have been in the news as of late? I'm thinking about, uh, of course, uh, the fiasco with uh, Huawei and, of course, uh, the two Michaels. Yeah, I mean, it seems that with the Ukraine war, we're getting a, a notion that we cannot have trustful reciprocal relations with Russia and China. And it seems that the lines are being drawn for a new Cold War, you know, with with uh, Canada and, and our allies on one side seeking to defend the international rules-based order and diplomacy and trade, and Russia and China wanting to destroy that and assume a global dominance, uh, presumably under the leadership of China, which, you know, China has expressed that it will become the dominant power on the planet by 2050, because China believes that the U.S. is a power in decline and that China will just naturally assume that role on Chinese terms. Well, you know, we don't buy into that. We want we want to continue to respect the territorial sovereignty of states and and fairness and reciprocity in state relations as defined by institutions like the UN and the WTO. So whether this is connected to that, um, you know, it's hard to, to calculate, but it, it sure looks like it might be, you know, the early indications of us entering into a, an awful uh, phase of confrontation where Canada will have to devote a lot more resources to our military and other defense, you know, both um, in terms of our commitment to the NATO alliance and in terms of our defending our Arctic territories. All right, which leads me to my final point or question. You mentioned moments ago, Charles, that the Canadian government has complained to Beijing, calling the actions unsafe, uh, unprofessional. That has not stopped these uh, flybys. So uh, where does this go from here? Uh, What is, do you think, Canada's next course of action? Well, I guess it'll have to be in collaboration with our allies. We don't have reports that China's been doing this to the to the um, uh, surveillance planes of other countries who are involved in collaborating with us in this mission. You know, we rotate in and out um, with different nations. Um, they certainly haven't dared to do it with the United States. But, you know, I think it, it's indicative that, that lines are being drawn and that we will probably have to start putting ourselves on what amounts to a war footing with China and Russia and going beyond the sanctions against Russia into all sorts of other areas um, you know, ensuring Canadian supply chains and cracking down on Chinese espionage in Canada and so on that we haven't been doing up to now. And 
you know, it, I'm sorry that this is the way the world seems to be developing. Um, you know, it just would be much better if China and Russia would become responsible stakeholders in the international community based on the institutions that have served Canada so well in maintaining peace and prosperity. All right. Got to leave it there for now. Charles, really appreciate your time and your insight and expertise on this. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Good to speak with you. You too. Charles Burton is a senior fellow at the McDonald Laurier Institute in Ottawa. Here on the Jeff MacArthur Show. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.